Hello everyone, welcome to this Thoughts and Crosses episode where we attempt to answer the questions which many people have asked us. This is a Thoughts and Crosses Q&A and it's just myself, Chris and Cooper today. Hello. Uh, we have just a few questions which people have asked us and we'll be discussing these today. And the first one of these is the question, is smoking sinful? So what are your thoughts on that, Cooper? Um, so, um, I proposed this question to a bunch of our friends. We got, like, to a bunch of the Thoughts on Crosses, um, podcasters, and we got a decent amount of, uh, responses, uh, five, I think. And, yeah, the question is, smoking is sinful? I started off with my opinion. Um, I think it damages the body, and we are told that we are not to damage the body of the Lord. But I would also go on to say that junk food and unhealthy regimens also damage the temple of the Lord. So I've come to the conclusion that we should not be smoking as much as eating sugar. So I don't think that... Like, I think smoking is bad, but I also think, um, like, it's sinful because it's damaging the temple of the Lord and whatever. Um, as much as eating sugar is kind of thing. Yeah, so eating sugar, uh, well, it increases your fat stores, so in a way, uh, your the breakdown is the breakdown process of the fats in your body is slowed down, so in, that's also damaging your body. Um, but smoking, um, when I did my research on the question, uh, many cigarettes and cigars contain nicotine and specifically carbon monoxide, and the nicotine specifically that substance which is contained in the drug in the in the cigarettes and and cigars sticks to the inside of your lungs so effectively your lungs decrease in volume size which means that less oxygen uh, is able to enter into your lungs and therefore diffuse into your bloodstream so in that way, you're also wrecking your body because uh, your muscles won't be able to work as well because you have less oxygen. Your brain is less stimulated because you don't have the oxygen there. There's just less blood, uh, less oxygen flowing through your body, which is essential for your for every organ in your body to function. So yeah, smoking without going into addiction, um, without going into addiction, and and the fact that um, you could put possibly get lung cancer without going into that it is something that does damage your body Mm, in the slightest way well in a very harmful way but i just i was just thinking and i was uh reading something on the internet um and sitting down for prolonged periods of time uh thickens the blood in your legs or whatever and it like if you sit down too much you're gonna you're gonna give yourself a higher chance of a heart attack. So even sitting down can be bad for you. So it's kind of like you 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 have to you have to look after your body, and it's a very difficult thing to do well. Yeah, and um, even because uh, there's a system in your body called the lymph system, and even by staying in the same spot because you have fluid which goes through the lymph system, and this fluid needs to go into the lymph nodes and you have lymph nodes near your shoulders and at the top of your legs. Now if you're stuck in the same spot all that fluid's going to go 
not going to go to the lymph nodes and it's going to just flow down your legs and not up your legs, which it does with circulation from movement. So staying fit and healthy, being active and moving a lot during the day and your acti- and your daily activities um, en- enables you to take better care of your body and and yeah, and effectively you're protecting the bo- uh, the temple of the Holy Spirit, aren't you? Mm. Okay, Chris, let's go on to some of the answers that our fellow podcasters gave. So I'll start off with Elisha. Um, Elisha said, smoking is not inherently sinful. We can eat junk food and drink alcohol, all of which damage the body in some way. To say that smoking is sinful is like saying it is sinful not to eat the most healthy diet humanly possible. Um, However, it is not recommended as it is more damaging than, say, drinking or junk food, which I agree with. Like, if, if there is a better way to take care of the body, then we obviously should be doing that. But at the same time, God does allow us to have fun and eat eat um, unhealthy foods to some degree like honey and milk um as you know uh what is it the is it jerusalem that is described as honey and milk or the whole country of israel so and they um they were promised a land flowing with milk yeah, and honey like honey is not um good for you if you eat too much of it or something but it's still that something that god gave to us and it's like sweet and it's lovely tasting and he gave it to us for us to enjoy kind of a thing so god gave us these things to enjoy so we can enjoy them in some capacity yeah and then another response which we got on this question is from duncan um he has quite a bit to say i'll just read that out as general and as a general and non-specific category, it can definitely be classed as sinful. Smoking is seriously bad for the body and the damage cannot be undone. This kind of self-harm is not what God calls us to do with our bodies. On a specific note, some forms of smoking may not be sinful. Smoking a pipe is very relaxing, therapeutic and creates a great atmosphere around friends. It is very easy to not inhale and as far as I know, the tobacco leaves you put in there are uh, not juiced up on nicotine like a cigarette he actually has to take that comment back because he did ask his father and um cigars do actually contain nicotine is it cigars sorry oh, it was a pipe smoking a pipe yeah, yeah. but he, but his point still remains that it yeah. is relaxing and therapeutic and and can be done in a great social context and and it uses much less tobacco um it uses much less t- uh, nicotine and tobacco in one pipe because you smoke a pipe like over the uh, course of an hour. You've yeah. done you're done a cigarette in like five seconds yeah. if you're a pack a day smoker. And Duncan continues, um, a cigar is more dangerous. I think, however, for me, it creates the same atmosphere as the pipe. I think he's talking about cigarette there. It's very uh, confusing. Is it cigar? Or cigarette? No, I think he means cigar because he continues. Cigarettes or durries are a sinful act. The tobacco companies purposefully make them more addictive and are readily available and easy to use. People are pressured into buying them not for their enjoyment, but to look cool and to escape the problems in life. In short, Duncan's view is that smoking is not sinful in itself. 
If you want to learn how to smoke a cigar, smoke a pipe, go do so and enjoy it for what it is. However, when you take something that you know is addictive and bad for your body, I had a, he had a discussion with someone about comparing it to having sugar and junk food, etc. When you get fat from too much sugar, you can do things, i.e. exercise, to break that addiction. However, with cigarettes, you are literally scarred for life. Mm, real quick, there's a sentence in there that didn't really make sense. So apologies for that. However, when you take something that you know is addictive and bad for your body, I don't understand. Yeah, it sounds that. in it sounds incomplete, but I think what what he's trying to say is that if you take these things, so smoking a cigarette is will put you will potentially become addicted to it. So basically, don't mess with it. Don't even try it because if you become addicted to it, you're only going to slide into a great temptation and you're going to ruin your life from it. So don't mess with something which is going to wreck you. Yeah, it's kind of like drugs where I've heard from many people who've done drugs. Like before they did drugs, they had no idea like why people did drugs. It's like, well, silly. It's it's so addictive and stuff. And as soon as they tried drugs on like whatever occasion they were in, as soon as they tried drugs, they instantly understood why everybody else was addicted to it and everybody else did it and stuff. So like, just, just don't do it and you'll be good. Um, as soon as you do do it, you'll understand how easy it is to fall into a temptation. I mean, addiction with these things. Like it's, it is, Yeah. It's one of those things where it's just so pleasurable that one hit can give you like everything like you want it over and over again, which is basically like cigarettes and stuff. Although um, my Alma smokes a ciggy now and then with the boys outside and she's like, she's not addicted to them. So like, but that's like once a blue moon has a day with the boys. (laughs) Yeah. So Duncan makes some good points. Uh, There is one thing I would question though. Um, he does mention smoking the pipe and and a cigar as a therapeutic and and how it creates a great atmosphere, like in a social context. Uh, since these still do contain nicotine, I would probably still caution against doing this, in my opinion, because it could lead to a slippery slope slippery slope situation where um, once you've tried these things then you begin doing it out of a social context and you go to the cigarettes and it could lead to an addiction. So because it still contains that ad- a- a- that addictive su- substance, which is nicotine, I would probably steer away from it even mm. then. Yeah, kind of like what I was saying with uh, drugs. It's just like easier to just not do it than try and argue which one's better or not kind of thing. Yeah. Just you don't need it, so do without um next up is uh another podcaster one of the canadian uh podcasters which came over to australia to join us uh david and he writes um i'm not entirely certain god wants us to enjoy creation and tobacco is part of that yes smoking has been turned into something that people are addicted to and companies take advantage of that but that's a human development And the same can be said for drugs that can also serve as medicines or alcohol, which is being abused, but can also be enjoyed as part of creation. The Bible does say that it is good to enjoy strong drinks in moderation. Of course, I don't see the act of smoking as inherently sinful. 
Humans have taken it and turned it into something destructive, and that is sinful. Knowingly participating in something that is destructive to yourself is, of course, sinful. But that doesn't mean that... Uh, but that doesn't mean that the means being used are inherently sinful as well. That last sentence is hard to understand, but he's basically saying that doesn't mean that the cigarettes themselves are inherently sinful in certain contexts. And then he adds a footnote besides Gandalf. <laughs> Funny lad. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Chris? Yeah, well, David makes some good points there. He, um, well, just as like now with the development of the nuclear age, we see that on a larger scale as well, you have uranium or nuclear fission, which on the one hand can be good, creating an enormous amount of energy and creating power to whole cities, which is a good thing and a context in which it's being used rightly. Um, but on the other hand, they've created bombs which can destroy those same cities. So it can be, but I think everything that God has put in his creation can be used for good and it can also be used for evil. And we just have to find mm. that, find the good in everything and create that good thing instead of the evil thing. Um, and uh, yeah, he is right. And John, I think John Kelvin comments on it with alcohol that yes, it's not the alcohol that is the sinful thing. It's you as a sinner abusing that substance mm. um i i made an interesting connection just and from what uh david says and what somebody else says in this um chat so i'm going to skip a bit a, a bit ahead to mention something that um one of my relatives uh did uh said about this certain topic um one of my relatives recently went over to went overseas to attend a wedding um it wasn't a christian wedding but it was a wedding of a friend of theirs. And um, it was a very, very traditional wedding for where they went. It was very, um, like, on, like, 500 people attended kind of thing. Uh, they were Muslims. I'll say this. There were Muslims. And they had an interesting um, idea on smoking. Um, because when, when my relative went over there, she realized that everybody was smoking. But there was no alcohol. Everybody was having ciggies, but there was not a drop of wine or beer or anything there. So she asked somebody about it, and then they basically said, well, in our religion, it's all right to smoke, but you're not allowed to um, have alcohol because that damages the body. And they made the argument that like any amount of alcohol like can affect your system for the worse, but... Um, cigarettes like they they give you nicotine which helps you focus and stuff but like alcohol doesn't do the same thing it doesn't help you focus it makes you um, drowsy like even the smallest amount and much like what david says here where um we as a community are fine with drinking alcohol and we say well in moderation it's fine but as soon as we're talking about cigarettes it's like oh no don't do cigarettes kind of a thing which is a very interesting idea and then like the muslims uh, or at least these, this group of uh, Muslims. I'm not making a broad brush, uh, broad brush stroke here. I'm just talking about these 500 people. Uh, give kind of the same 
argument, but for the opposite of that. What are your thoughts on that, Chris? Well, I think it's certainly interesting um, that a group of people will just avoid alcohol just because it's going to damage them. And, and then on the one hand, the other group is avoiding cigarettes because it's going to damage them. And really, both of them can't be wrong. Both of them in this situation, I think, are right. And we can just merge both beliefs together and say that both of them, both cigarettes and alcohol, are going to damage you and we should, at all costs, try to avoid them. Mm. And I say that in uh, living in a culture where alcohol is widely accepted. I, I can honestly say that, yes, we should be avoiding alcohol and cigarettes as much as possible. Yeah, it just makes so much sense that like it'll damage us so why not avoid it but then you come to but like you come to the thing of where like but god has given us this to enjoy it we're kind of repeating ourselves over and over and i guess we'll make a conclusion we have two more responses to go through which lines up quite nicely because it's chris's turn to talk and it's actually his opinion that's up next yeah so i'll just read out uh what i've said um, the act of smoking in itself or the cigarette in itself is more than likely more than likely not inherently evil. The Bible does not simply stipulate thou shalt not smoke a cigarette. However, it does give us some principles which we can go by that we will that will warn us against the dangers of such actions as smoking. Much research has been done and now shows that smoking does cause considerable damage to the human body. Nicotine, the drug, is like a thick, smoky paste which gets stuck to the inside of your lungs. So the more and more you smoke, the airways in your lungs become more and more lined with this nicotine. Your lungs become smaller in volume and you will eventually find that you are labouring at your breathing. Clearly, smoking is not good for you, for your body and for your physical health. Thus, we should avoid smoking as much as we can in order to avoid doing any damage to our bodies. Damage to a body that does not belong to us, but to God. In addition to this, nicotine is a substance that once exposed to will release hormones which will tell your mind that you want more of that substance. Classic occurrences of when you become addicted to something. Smoking is something that we can easily become addicted to. Once you're addicted to it, it becomes your idol. You want it, you crave for it, you cannot live without it. This becomes your sole purpose to live. Basically, you reject God and put your hope in a cigarette. To sum up, smoking breaks at least two of God's commands, the first and the sixth. So, do not... uh, What are those commandments? The first commandment is do not commit idolatry, and the sixth commandment is do not murder. Do not harm. Yeah, do not harm. So, do not harm yourself, do not harm your neighbor. Yeah. Anything to add to that? No. Shall we move on to Anson's comment? Uh, yeah, sure. Do you want to read that one? I, I specifically, yeah, I'll read it. I specifically haven't done a lot of research on this topic. Um, I have done research on alcohol because I read a article in The Contender who was actually written by, um, one of the podcasters themselves. And it talked about a couple of the chemical things behind alcohol and one of the main points was like this certain it uh, it's it's a long and complicated scientific name for a chemical but basically this chemical in um in 
alcohol, if you consume it too much, it'll start affecting uh, your body negatively. So you shouldn't even um, start down that road. Like you shouldn't involve yourself with this chemical. But the same chemical is found in bread, like non, uh, like glutinous bread bread with gluten anything with gluten has this chemical in it and like obviously if you eat too much gluten then you'll have start having the same problems which is just like an interesting point that i found where these a seemingly harmless piece of bread can like if consumed too much can lead to the exact same thing and apples as well which have cyanide in the seeds yeah it's just interesting to see how much can kill us if we eat too much of it all right and bananas isn't it like there's something that if you eat a bowl full of it, it'll kill you? I think it's bananas. Uh, Might not, be apples, actually. Not sure if it's bananas. It's like if you eat six of them, you'll die. I think, yeah, I think it might be apples. I think it might be apples. I'm not quite sure. All right, back on topic. Uh, last opinion about this from a um, great friend, Anson. This is Anson, the podcaster who has yet to come on the um on a podcast but he still weighs in on things he said um interesting points and then he goes on to say i've often had the perspective that smoking smoking is not necessarily evil but it does still affect your body um after some research though i've found i've discovered that the carbon monoxide and nicotine in cigarettes eventually do leave your body and if you quit before the age of 35 your life expense expectancy will eventually be very similar if not the same to that of a non-smoker however in the short term smoking does still does still increase the heart rate etc and increase lung capacity etc so it's not advisable this brings into the question the concept of social smoking it's not something that occurs frequently and has a limited effect on the body uh, just something interesting to think about. Also, some people do just genuinely enjoy smoking. My dad used to smoke, and when he smells a cigarette, he still he still likes the smell. Back to the social smoking thing. Um, I wouldn't try a ciggy purely because I I'd be worried I would like it too much and get stuck into heavier smoking. You know, I do enjoy the smell when somebody is smoking. So, for myself, I couldn't engage in social smoking. It wouldn't be wise. Um, so, in this situation, I would say it's not so much a question of whether it's wrong or right. It's more a question of whether it's wise to engage in, uh, which could eventually lead to it being right or wrong, it being a right or wrong case, where it does damage our bodies. That's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it and it, he's basically making the point that eventually it will come down to um, yourself. Like you have to make a decision. Yeah. So he makes some good points. And if you smoke one cigarette, you're not going to be a smoker for life, basically. But um, and and I I agree with him quite strongly on the fact that um, he says that it wouldn't be wise even to engage in that one smoke because. It could lead to down the track um, a right or wrong decision. So, yeah, like I was saying previously, um, basically just avoid smoking on a cigar or a cigarette or even a pipe because that substance does release hormones in your mind. And those hormones, they will make you 
desire to do it again and then again and again and then the nicotine's going to work at you and then you're going to be addicted to it before you know it so then that's when it leads to a right or wrong decision so you need to stop it before you even start it basically mm-hmm. it's uh, that's a lovely conclusion um that anson's uh anson's uh opinion there is a lovely thing to conclude on which is like it's up to you personally like think about it yourself um take into account everything that you've heard uh from this podcast and stuff um where we're strongly advising just don't do it because there's no need to there's really isn't a need to you know there's no need to start smoking um but like look at yourself and if you think that you'd uh be the slightest bit inclined to start an addiction or anything just you know you don't have to so just don't it's a lovely conclusion that one yeah all right and with that conclusion wait do you have anything else to add chris no that was purely summed up yeah that was very nicely summed up thank you anson for that that was a that was pretty uh pretty i i like that um last opinion by anson that um all right so that was the first question that was is smoking bad and we're going to have a little bit of an intermission right now we're going to have the second question after this intermission which is what's the second question uh we'll have a question which um no one has presented their opinion on it so it'll just be me and cooper and then after that we'll go to another question which we have do have some people's opinions yes so this question is should we as christians be going on extended holidays where there is no church present and for the simplicity of this discussion we'll just keep it as no church not no reformed church so no church present yeah like if you were to go to, I don't know, out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, so like a boat cruise. Yeah, boat cruise, six, that's an excellent For six one. weeks or um, Africa um, into the desert. I don't know, somewhere where there's no jet. Oh, I love going into the desert. It's a lovely <laughs> vacation, that one. Yeah, if you're Indiana Jones. No, that's a good question. All right. So th- we don't have any uh, pre-existing opinions on this. This was just a spur of the moment, one question. So, so what is your opinion on this, Chris? Well, yeah, lately I've noticed that amongst our amongst many people in our churches and that's families and also just single people, they um just seem to be going out a lot. They go um a lot of people are gone uh Europe is a popular spot, especially for uh uh older youth females. Um, a lot of people tend to go in Europe, book a tour, and they're in Europe for six, seven, eight weeks or whatever. Um, we don't necessarily have any churches there, and I don't know, and I, I'm not going to judge these people in whether or not they're going to some other kind of church. But yeah, so Europe is a popular spot. Bali is a popular spot, and and a number of people also do go on boat cruises. And it has is it's becoming more and more common as money basically is becoming more and more available and it and amongst the younger people as well so people do have this freedom so to speak to do these long trips however i do think that it can be wrong um because as the question does pose there is no church present and some people do justify it as oh we listen to a sermon we download a sermon from a church website or whatever so we do listen to a sermon um but uh, I'll 
leave it there for now and let Cooper respond before I continue. Mm, I see where you're coming from, where it's like, you're what? Are you, why are you going out there to enjoy yourself? It's not like you you can't justify like, oh, I'm doing this uh, to glorify God or something. You're going out to um, enjoy yourself, to experience a different culture, um, and it's purely for selfish reason. I. I I have gone to um, places without churches multiple times. I've gone over to Bali, Indonesia, um, four times. It was lovely there. I enjoyed myself very much. Um, got to see uh, more of God's creation. Closer to the equator, though, because it was so hot. It was terrible. Um, but you're... I, I'm just thinking, like... I can justify, I, I see justify, if it, you can justify it if it's like for a short period of time, like a couple of weeks. Like, I think it's justifiable, especially if you do listen to online sermons, uh, which I just had an interesting idea. If, what if, you, like, uh, would you be able to make a church which solely exists as a website, as a website that people all um, go on to and converse with, in a in chat rooms which spans all over the globe but it's kind of like a online website church because then it's very easy for anybody to go to that's just like an idea that i had just then so i'm not sure how um well it'd be able to work but i i think that it would be if it if you find yourself lacking a church and really want to be part of a community and something it's it'd, it'd be very helpful to have this online church that's just my idea like what do you think of that idea just a quick yeah just a quick interjection on that um question answer 55 of the heart of the catechism does talk about the communion of saints and it says that believers where present all need to share in the gifts which christ has given them and i believe that if the church is only present in a virtual like on a website across the globe then we can't truly have that communion of saints where the gifts where Christ's gifts uh, will be dispersed amongst fellow believers, uh, you won't you won't truly know what your fellow church members are struggling with. You won't truly know know the needs of your fellow church members. So I don't think that would be viable. Also, um, Belgic Confession, not sure which article it is, but everyone has a duty to join join the church, and I believe that needs to be localized amongst believers in a local uh in a local place so if you are in a remote place where there is no church and instead of just connecting to a website church i believe that you should move and go to a local church Mm, like if you were uh on your own i think there are some um there are very rare cases where you would be able to justify not having a church, but still being like very active in your faith. And um, who are we to judge, you know? Who are we to judge if you'll be going to heaven? Obviously, uh, God has given us the fruits and signs so that we, we're able to see if somebody's struggling or something. But it's, yeah. Yeah, like if, yeah, the the website church was a long shot. That was just an idea that I had just then. Uh, but yeah, I, I think going back to your main question i think it it it's justifiable if you're going for a short period of time as long as you're still um actively uh um performing your sabbath 
rituals as it were i can't find a i can't find a better um term for that one but like as long as you're obeying the sabbath and keeping it holy not going anywhere opening your bible listening to sermons um and then you come back you're back in your um you're back in the church you're back in the community so i think it's it's fine you but i think the the what i think is the most like hardest to justify out of everything is going on holidays like why are you going on holidays it's to enjoy yourself it's a selfish reason it's not for god but like that's another thing where like we god has given us the world to enjoy some of it like well to enjoy a lot of it some things were turned into like sinful things but we do have to enjoy the world because god created it and like if if god has created these like marvelous um natural monuments like jungles like the sahara desert is actually really amazing um the uluru the grand canyon all of these like natural wonders like you can it it's quite something if you go there and behold it kind of a thing so god did put those things in there for people to look at and i think you're allowed to go look at those things and just marvel at how massive god is and how awesome he is um and how glorious it is his nate is a uh, creation than that but yeah yeah and i i do agree that um there is a, a lot of awesome creation out there and psalm 8 does acknowledge that um however there is a phrase which is coined by my opa scoof actually and he he says this about people who go on holidays um even even if it's a short while um he goes this, this is the phrase he says uh, people go on on holidays they up and go with the church in their back pocket and that's their justification for going on their holidays they think that it's okay to be away and not in the vicinity of the church because of the fact that you can bring your bible and you can bring a sermon with you however all the other aspects which belong to a church are missing i think we'll leave it at that with two differing opinions on the subject and if you have your own uh opinion mr viewer or mrs viewer or miss viewer um if you have your own opinion on that which differs from us then you'd like to share with us please do email at us email us at t-o-c-q-n-a at gmail.com that's six letters at gmail.com t-o-c-q-n-a at gmail.com okay we're gonna move on to our last question of the day which chris is what is this last question so this question was posed by clayton and it says why are christians called out for smoking as we have previously discussed or doing drugs but not for being overweight from being gluttonous mm, this this ties in very nicely with what we were talking about before it's a nice leeway so first of all uh, what what are your thoughts on this cooper mm, i i have to agree with uh something that one of the podcasts mentioned podcasters mentioned in 
uh, one of their opinions, which is gluttony does not equal overweight, which is true. Like you can be gluttonous and you have a very hot uh, metabolism and um, you, you'll stay skinny. Or you can not be gluttonous, but you're still fat. I'd like to say that that's my case, but I'm gluttonous and I am fat. In, in, I'm not that fat. Um, but I could be thinner if I stopped, you know, eating all this sugar with my coffee and stuff and just being a little bit healthier. So it's like, yeah. Um, so, hmm, my opinion though, I would love a little more, t- a little bit more time with this. So could you read out your opinion? Yeah. So I have had a comment on this question. So I'll just read that out. Gluttony can easily de- be defined as an habitual desire to eat and overindulge on food. So first of all, let us begin with some texts which are drawn from Proverbs. Proverbs 23 verse 20 to 21 warns us, Do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat, for drunkards and gluttons become poor and drowsiness clothes them in rags. Proverbs 28 verse 7 declares, he who keeps the law is a, is a discerning son, but a companion of gluttons disgraces his father. Proverbs 23 verse 2 says, Put a knife to your throat if you are given to gluttony. So it becomes clear from scripture that gluttony is something that we should be do, should not be doing, and if we were to be doing it, it would be considered idolatry. However, gluttony may not necessarily lead to being overweight. And overweight does not mean you're a glutton. I once read a story where someone had had many C-sections and eventually one of her fallopian tubes was removed, which eventually led to a hormone imbalance which resulted in appearing overweight. So clearly, overweight does not equal gluttonous, as Cooper has mentioned from someone else's opinion as well. So we need to keep this in mind. Gluttony is something you could probably only spot amongst your close friends. Maybe we should also consider tags in Facebook posts about consuming excessive chocolate and pizza. So in short, gluttony is idolatry and we must avoid it. Hmm. I very much agree with you. And I love it how you uh, grab some very assertive uh, Bible text, which is like very clearly points out that gluttony is bad. And gluttony is idolatry, which is... Yeah, it's very hard to try and separate those two uh, definitions, those two words, gluttony and idolatry. You know, both of them are about self-indulgence and uh, over overindulging, basically. So yeah, I think if you were to try and put forth a um, argument, any argument, you could easily replace gluttony with uh, idolatry. Um, real quick, I'm gonna. I'll mention the other um, opinions. We have two other opinions. I'll mention Elisha's. Elisha writes, uh, Gluttony does not equal overweight. Um, People all have different metabolisms. I cannot gain weight for the life of me. Uh, That's not me talking. That's Elisha. Uh, But I know others who eat just as much as me and are twice my weight. Gluttony is hard to identify simply from weight. However, if there is was a clear-cut case of gluttony, for example, people eating to the point of vomiting, in a case where it wasn't a simple one-off occasion, 
and the gluttony had become a sinful lifestyle, yes, start cranking the wheels of discipline. Yeah, so he talks about the difference between overweight and gluttony there, and he and he says like basically, if you're at the point of it being an addiction and it's seriously damaging your um health, then it's time to start doing something, which I agree with. Yeah, and yeah. And, and just reflection on um one of the comments that I read out so. Church discipline starts off as mutual discipline and because of the nature of every every person's body is made up physically different. So you know your friends. You know your friends' eating habits. You know how much your friends can eat and whether or not and the way that it affects their bodies. So that's, that's where I was coming from when I said that uh, gluttonous behavior can uh, more than likely be spotted in your friends, in your closest friends. You hang out with them, you eat with them. So if you find that they are overindulging in their food, you should probably approach them and go, hey, don't you think that you've had enough now? Just as you would with um, alcohol consumption. Mm. And I think we forget that. Food can be an idol just as much as alcohol or smoking, as we've discussed previously on this podcast. So, yeah, so discipline does start with on the mutual side. And because also of its nature, yeah, go um, talk to your friends if you think that they are overindulging in at, at that party that you're at. Mm, mm. It's hard to, it's an especially hard thing to um, confront your friends about their um temptations and stuff and trying to help them but it's like it's just something that you have to get over yourself about like yeah it's going to be hard but seriously if they need help they need help and it's going to be easiest if you start helping them kind of a thing um we do have one more opinion did you want to read this one out chris yep i'll read it so this one's from sarah uh, another one of our podcasters sarah she says, um, I think the answer has a practical nature. It is much easier to identify someone's addiction to alcohol or drugs than it is to food, because food is necessary for humans to live. Who are we to tell someone how much they can or can't eat? Also, there are cases of people who are overweight because they have had medical... Sorry. There are cases of people who are overweight because they have medical conditions or a slower metabolism. So it's much harder to identify when someone is actually guilty of gluttony or unhealthily overweight. Uh, I would also add that the Bible directly says that drunkards shall not inherit the kingdom of God, but it doesn't make any stipulations about our eating habits. It does mention that exercise is profitable, but makes no command to participate in it either. End of quote from Sarah. Yeah, yep. Anything to add to that, Chris? Uh, no, no. Not unless you have. Yeah, I have a little bit of a um, comment on that. Uh, she mentioned how the Bible doesn't... The Bible directly says that drunkards shall not inherit, uh, but it has no stipulations about our eating habits. That was before Chris uh, mentioned a couple of texts which do mention gluttony and uh, overeating, or at least what is what I would believe to be referring to um, glut, uh, overeating. Uh, is that the case? That these texts that mention gluttony are yeah. talking about overeating? Well, f well, it says clearly here in the Proverbs 23, uh, verse 20 to 21, one, that drunkards and gluttons become poor. So 
Yeah, and it goes also, the yeah, gorge themselves with meat. It definitely yeah. does talk about food. I've, yeah, overeating. Yep. Um, another thing that I wanted to add was it is it is very hard to um, see why people are their shape kind of a thing. It's very hard to see if it's just because they have a medical uh, problem or if it's because they are struggling with uh, food and stuff. And a lot, like, you, you, it's very awkward to ask them. And a lot of the time, if it's because of overeating, you, you have to understand that maybe that overeating is less a problem and more of a solution to a different problem. Like, they were, they were bullied a lot at school, so that eating is the way of, uh, their way of, um, you know, making themselves feel better so it's a very hard thing to go around and we we aren't we aren't very good at like getting around the social awkwardness that there is of uh talking about people's weight and trying to get them healthier kind of a thing um one more thing one more thing i do want to say about this comment um is that she mentions who are we to tell somebody how much they can or can't eat um dietitians and health uh, professionals i believe do have the capacity to tell us what we should or shouldn't eat like the i think there is a clear cut um like i guess you can eat anything that you want but in the same way as smoking and cigarettes it has to be in um moderation or well much like definitely in moderation with uh eating food cigarettes is more like don't do it full stop kind of thing Anything to add to that, Chris? No. Uh, yeah, I appreciate all the comments that have been made on this question, and some of them were good. Uh, some of them were good. I think no, all of them all, were good. No, of course, all of them were good. All of we, them were good. Very helpful. Very insightful. Uh, we don't claim to be experts on any of these questions, so this is just what we think and how we interpret certain uh, how we interpret the questions and certain texts from the bible so mm. we don't claim to be exert, ex- experts we're just trying to get the ball rolling for a lovely discussion that people can have between other friends or in a in a club yeah so definitely if you want to send us some of your own answers uh, send us a message on our facebook page or send us an email to T-O-C-Q-N-A at gmail.com and also we hope to be doing more of these Q&A sessions so if you want a question that you want answered then send it to us and we'll put it on another Q&A podcast where we will attempt to answer it. We will attempt to and probably burn in a fire Um, it's just like it will go down in flames but we will try our hardest to answer so those those were our. Th- I'll just re reiterate the questions that um, we asked, just in case you forgot them. Question one: Is smoking sinful? Question two: Why are Christians called out for smoking or doing drugs, but not for being overweight from being gluttonous? And number three: Number three, or the one which we answered as the intermission intermission was: Should we go on extended holidays where there is no church present? Please do weigh in um, your own opinions on these questions. We love to hear from you. It's very, it's very nice to hear from you. Yep. Thanks for listening. I have been Cooper, and I have been Chris. Thank you for listening. See ya.
I would like to take this opportunity to really quickly thank Jared Brunning for the beautiful guitar ambient sketches that you heard in the beginning and right now. The first song you heard was Walk On, and this one is Amazing Grace, both part of his album called Mainstay, which you can find on YouTube if you search for Jared Brunning. <laughs> 